Hello, and welcome back to Blaze Experience once again. I'm your host, Derek, as always, and you are joining us for episode 109 today. Episode 109 is actually going to be a different episode than what we usually do. I'm actually going to talk about the Game Awards 2019. So, this is going to be a solo episode. It's probably not going to be too long of an episode, probably like a 20 to 30 minute episode, but um, I'm just going to give a few, you know, quick impressions on the Game Awards 2019 and uh, what I thought of them, you know, talk about some of the awards that were there, uh, talk about some of the game reveals, things like that. But uh, I thought it would be an interesting deviation from the usual. But before we get into that, I do want to mention that I will be taking a break upcoming. Um, basically, I need to take a break and kind of focus uh, on my mental health a little bit and just, you know, refocus everything and make sure that I get back to where I need to be. So. Lately, um, I've been struggling a lot more, and, you know, obviously I announced in the podcast my divorce I'm going through. I have a bunch of other things I'm going on, too, so there's just a lot going on right now, and I need to take uh, some time away from creating content just to recoup, but I will be back. So basically, uh, what's going to happen is there's obviously this episode right here. I'm going to have a new episode next week that's going to be an episode on Outer Worlds, talking about spoilers for Outer Worlds. And uh, talking about that full game with Zombie. So that's going to be next week's episode. But then after next week's episode, I'll be taking a indefinite break um, until sometime in January. There will be a bonus, um, sort of bonus episode at some point um, towards the end of the year or like sometime early in January. That will be a Blaze Experience Game Awards, which um, I'm excited about. So that will be kind of a in-between episode, um, but that is something I plan to do either way. So basically, um, when that episode launches, that's not me officially coming back. That's just something I already planned on anyway, so I'm going to release that. So um, you might hear an episode, you know, next week, obviously, and then you might hear another episode like on the 30th, for example, but then you might not hear an episode for a little while. Um, unless you are a patron, for patrons, I do want to catch up on episodes. I have a lot of backlogged episodes that I wanted to do for patrons, and I'm going to use this break to try and get a couple of those knocked out. But uh, in terms of streaming as well, I am going to stream uh, this coming week. So Sunday, I'm going to stream 12 to 4 Eastern, State of Decay 2, doing Daybreak. So that's going to be a Daybreak stream. We haven't done more of those in a while. And then Monday and Tuesday, 12 to 4 Eastern. I'm going to stream Life is Strange Before the Storm, episodes 2 and 3. So that's the end of that uh, little mini-series there. And I'm going to stream those on Monday and Tuesday, 12 to 4. If for some reason they are leaving Game Pass, which is why I decided to stream those, because I want to finish up that season before it leaves Game Pass. If for some reason they leave Game Pass before Monday or Tuesday, the backup is probably playing uh, some Dead by Daylight or Civilization 6, if um, I can't play that. And then the last stream before I take a break for streaming as well is going to be Thursday, December 19th. I'm going to stream The Outer Worlds. That's going to be an extended stream from 10 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern. So it's going to be an eight-hour stream trying to finish um, the story of Outer Worlds. So we're going to try and finish that in one stream. And after that stream on December 19th, I will be taking a break from streaming as well until uh, some indefinite amount of time. I can't say exactly when I'll be back, just I don't know yet. Um, I have to just, you know, get things situated on my end and 
get um, back to a better mental state first, but I definitely want to keep creating content. I'm definitely going to keep doing that. I love doing this. I just need to take a break to um, get everything situated more. But I will be back 100% in January sometime. I just can't say whether it's going to be January 1st, January 10th, January 30th. I'm not really sure when it's going to be yet. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be mid-January is when I come back. So um, basically, after this next week finishes, you aren't going to have any content coming from me until uh, sometime in January, except for one podcast that is going to be a special Game of the Year awards, like the Blaze Grand Game of the Year awards. So uh, I have a panel already picked for that, and my panel is going to come on with me, and we're going to talk about our favorite games of the year, and um, that should be a fun episode. So you'll at least have that to look forward to at the end of the year. So that's kind of what we have coming up. Um, I apologize if anyone's going to be missing the content during that time, but I will still be around on Discord. I'll still be playing games. So if anyone wants to, you know, chat with me on Discord, if anyone wants to um, play some games offline with me, I'll still be playing games every now and again. Just I need to take a break from the content creation. That way I can kind of focus on getting everything right uh, with my situation. So. But I will be back, and everything will be good. So um, I already have a few ideas in mind for when I come back about, like, changing things and things up that might make it easier on my end, and it might work better for all of you as well. So we will see how that goes. But um, I'm excited to have a chance to take a break and just get back to feeling more normal again, I guess is the best way to put it. Because these past couple of months haven't felt as normal, and it's felt um, pretty chaotic. So I want to uh, get some kind of normalcy back in my life. But I do appreciate you all listening. I do appreciate you all supporting the content I'm making here. So thank you very much for that. And if on the off chance this is your first episode, I do apologize that you're having to listen to all this at the start. But um, I appreciate you being here the way. But that being said, um, let's get into some game awards. So basically, I'm going to run through some of these awards. And a lot of these awards um, were games I didn't play, but uh, I know a little bit about possible. But just running through some of the awards that were announced at the show, we had Best Community Support went to Destiny 2. I don't play Destiny, but I know a lot of people that do, and it seems like they support the game pretty well. So I think that's well-deserved award there. Best Score in Music, Death Stranding. Uh, I don't have a PS4, and I don't play any PlayStation games, so I can't have played this. I haven't really listened to the soundtrack at all, but from what they uh, had for the soundtrack at the Music Awards, or not the Music Awards, but the Game Awards, um, the soundtrack actually sounds pretty cool, so it makes sense that the, this one's score music. Best eSports coach was Zonic. Not sure who that is, to be honest. I don't watch any eSports, really, so but congrats to him. Best Esports Event, League of Legends World Championship 2019. Uh, congrats to them as well, but again, I don't really watch any esports. Best Esports Host is Jocks. Best Esports Team, G2 Esports. And then we have Best Fighting Game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, I haven't played this rendition per se, but I have played Smash Bros. back in the day, and Smash Bros. has always been a lot of fun, a great experience, and it makes a lot of sense why this one fighting game. I mean, Smash Brothers is a very fun game to play and super enjoyable for pretty much anyone to jump in without really knowing uh, too much background of the game. 
So I, I think this is definitely a well-deserved award, and uh, honestly, if I had a Switch, then I would probably play playing Smash Brothers. But um, I only have an Xbox, and that's the only games I play, so a lot of these games I don't have the option to play because they don't are on Xbox. That isn't to say they aren't great games. That isn't to say I wouldn't play them. A lot of these games I would play, but they are not available on the console or the device that I play on. So because they're not available on the device, I just don't have access to them. So basically the way I look at it, which applies to uh, a lot of these announced games too, a lot of these announced games aren't coming to the Xbox. So basically how I look at it is, is it coming to the Xbox? It's my first question. If the answer is no, then basically I just wipe it from my mind. I forget it exists and I move on. If it is coming to the Xbox, then I decide, okay, well, this is something I want to play. So my first question is always, is it coming to my console? Because that is where I play my games. And if it's not coming there, no matter how great the game might look, I don't really get better out of shape about it. It's like, all right, well, that's not coming to my console, so I'm not going to investigate it. But if it is coming to my console, then uh, I investigate it more and see if it's a game I want to actually play. But then we have best esports player, Buka, uh, which I know this was like the person that won the Fortnite uh, grand final or something like that this year. So congrats to him. Best audio design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Best strategy game, Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is definitely a game that I really, really would love to play if I could. It is on the Switch, and unfortunately it's exclusive to the Switch. But if this was on Xbox, I would 100% play this game. Like This game looks amazing, and um, it seems like it's amazing for everything I've heard about it. I haven't really investigated it too much, because if I did investigate it more, then I'd just be bummed out that I can't play it. But um, I've heard other podcasters talk about it, and it, it sounds like an awesome game. It sounds like it's right up my wheelhouse. Content Creator of the Year, Shroud. Congrats to Shroud. I know he just came to Mixer, so he's on Mixer um, like myself now, so that's awesome. It's great that he's on our platform, uh, you know, helping to support Mixer. As far as his content, I'm not a Shroud watcher, so uh, I don't really view him at all. Um, I know that he is supposedly a really good player that has less of a personality from what I've heard. Um, this is just from what I've heard. I don't really watch him, so I can't speak from my own personal being. But um, if that's the case, that's not really my style I like. I prefer better personality than better gameplay to me. So it seems like he's more geared towards the gameplay side of things. So for me personally, if that is true what I've heard, then he wouldn't be my content creator of the year. But maybe that's untrue. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to say for sure unless I give him a chance and try to watch him. But um, that's just what I've heard so far. So I know, for example... Um, Ninja, you know, I love everything he's been doing for content creators and streamers. I love, you know, that he came to Mixer and is helping um, support Mixer and bring more viewers this way. But Ninja is not someone that I really like his content either. So, you know, it's teach their own. Everyone likes different content. And um, those are just two guys I'm not really a fan of their content personally. But uh, somebody else, you know, might be a huge fan of their content. So that's fine. I mean... I think it comes down to partially that I'm not really a Fortnite fan, so that is primarily what those two um, focus on, I'd say for the most part, and because of that, uh, I think it kind of draws me away from their content more. But Best Art Direction Control, I have played this, obviously, because it's not available on Xbox, but 
Um, there was rumors that it was actually coming to Game Pass, so if it does come to Game Pass, I will definitely try it out. But the art of it, though, the little bit I've seen, it does look like it's nice art, so probably a good deserved word here. Best action game, Devil May Cry 5. I barely, barely has played this. I played it for like an hour tops, but it's pretty cool from what I've seen so far. Um, obviously, an hour isn't enough to really get a feel for the game too much, but um, best action game, I mean, it definitely fixed that. You know, the action's great, the combat feels awesome, and it's really enjoyable to actually play in that universe. So, I'm not a huge fan of the whole franchise, but uh, from a little bit I did try just to get my feet wet, it is pretty cool. Man. Games for Impact, Greece. Don't really know anything about this game, honestly, but um, I can say that the presentation for it was awesome. They, they had the Muppets in there, they had... Uh, Beaker, and they had the whole Untitled Beaker game ad, too, so that's pretty good. Um, it's honestly one of the highlights of the show, I think, is that whole presentation of this award, and it was just really nice comedy with the other Muppets in there, so they really did that well, and um, I think a lot of people enjoyed that part. There's other parts of the show, um, like, for example, the Mirage call with Jeff Kelly. I guess a lot of people thought that was pretty cringy. Personally, I like the Mirage Call. I mean, I think the Mirage Call was pretty fun. Obviously, it went on kind of long, but um, I'm not a big Apex Legends guy either, but I know who Mirage is. I know his character in there, and I think it was pretty fun, you know, the way they had uh, the way they had that done live. Because, you know, people at home might not know that was actually done live. It wasn't like a pre-recorded video that they synced up. It was actually done live, and I think that's pretty cool. So, I definitely enjoyed that segment, and Maybe it went on a little bit longer than it could have, but I think it was still fun, though. So I, I definitely enjoyed it. Best family game went to Luigi's Mansion 3. It's on Nintendo, so I can't play it. So, you know, maybe one day I'll be rich and I can buy all the consoles and I can play everything. Because that's really what comes out for me is, I mean, I don't hate on any console. You know, I don't hate on PC. I don't hate on Nintendo. I don't hate on PS4. I just don't have the money to play all the consoles. I can only have the funds to stick to one console. and. I made my bed a while ago, and basically, you know, I'm, I'm kind of worked into the Xbox ecosystem at this point because all my, you know, digital games are on there and everything. So I'm basically beholden to their ecosystem now. And if I had the funds to, you know, play multiple consoles, then hell yeah, I would. I mean, there's, you know, Fire on the Three Houses. I'd love to try that out. PC, there's a ton of strategy games on PC that don't come to console, but I would love to try out for sure. PS4, to be honest with you, for my taste, a lot of their exclusives aren't really my taste in games, so I might not play as many of those, but uh, if I had a free PS4 given to me, then I would definitely try some games, though. I think God of War, for example, um, from last year, is a game that I would definitely be interested in trying, but some of the other games aren't really my style as much. Like, for example, Spider-Man, I've heard is a great game, but it's not really my style as much, and... Uh, Death Stranding, I don't think that really be my style either. So it, it all depends on the person and their style. And um, I tend to like a lot of strategy, RPG, story-based games, co-op, things like that are kind of like the big, you know, button hitters for me. Those are kind of like my ch big checkboxes. Um, I like a lot of asymmetrical multiplayer as well, like Dead by Daylight, for example. So those are kind of some of the big boxes that I like to look for. But um, shooters are definitely not my thing, and games that are heavy on action aren't really my thing either. I mean, occasionally I can like those, depends on the game, but 
Um, usually if it's heavy on action, I want it to be co-op at least, that way I can have fun with my friends while doing it. Best sports racing game. This is actually one that I own, uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field. It's a lot of fun. It has a lot of really interesting tracks on it. A lot of great characters. You have Crash, of course. You have uh, Coco. You have uh, all the villains in there, which I'm blanking on most of the villains right now, but <laughs> there's a lot of different characters in there. Um, you can unlock some secret characters like Penta Penguin. Um, there's like some button presses you can do to unlock him that I did. Kind of gone more like uh, monetization based where you have to pay if you want certain things, but I'm okay with that because I mean they're running a scheme to the service and they're trying to keep the game alive, so I don't think they're doing anything too predatory in their practices. But, um, you know, there's certain skins locked behind paywalls and things like that. So, but, I mean, skins, I think it's fine to do that with. They're not really providing, you know, too many, like, gameplay uh, enhancing things locked behind paywalls. And I think um, some of the modes they offer are pretty cool, too. They have, like, you know, a last man standing mode, which is sort of like a battle royale. So it's like a mini battle royale, which is kind of fun to play. But honestly, um, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field, you know, it's a great alternative to Mario Kart for um, non-Nintendo consoles. Uh, Mario Kart is probably still a better franchise overall, but Crash offers something different and something unique, I think. So uh, I did enjoy playing it a lot, and I still enjoy playing it occasionally. Best multiplayer game, Apex Legends. Um, I played this about two matches in my entire life. It wasn't really for me. I mean, I'm not really a big Battle Royale guy. I find this a little bit more boring than Fortnite, personally, but that's just my style, so... Uh, and I'm not really a big fan of Fortnite or something, like... I, I would be more apt to play Fortnite than Apex, though. I know people are going to hate that, probably, but I'm just not a big Battle Royale guy, honestly. I mean, the type of Battle Royale I would like is, um... They're coming out with, which was announced at the Game Awards, a new Forza Battle Royale. That doesn't treat me. It sounds like you race against other competitors, and if you lose the race, you're out. So I'm wondering if they have, like, you know, 20 racers in one race, and then basically, oh, each lap, one racer is limited. Like, that'd be kind of cool if they do it like that. I don't know a ton of details on it yet, but that sounds kind of interesting to me. If you have, you know, 20 people join a game, and then lap one, last place is limited, lap two, last place is limited, down to one player. That sounds kind of interesting to me, something like that. So I don't know exactly how it works. It sounds like it's similar to that, maybe, but... um Something like that is different and intriguing to me. It's a lot different than these other battle royales, and I'm not a racing guy either. I mean, Forza Horizon 4, I've played it, and I've done a podcast episode on it, but it's not like I'm a huge racing guy, but it's something different at least. So I would actually be interested in trying that kind of battle royale. But, you know, the run-of-the-mill, like, Apex and Fortnite, I mean, I'm kind of bored with those at this point. I mean, it's kind of, you know, been overdone, it feels, at this point. So... I'm ready for something new. If uh, if I play a Battle Royale at all, it needs to be new. Like Tetris 99, for example, I haven't played that, but that does sound interesting, and at least it's you know innovative and different. It's a different type of Battle Royale. Or like if um, if CFEs ever did a Battle Royale, I'd actually be interested in that, because, you know, a Battle Royale boat combat, that sounds kind of interesting. So basically, I'm just looking for something different. I mean, I'm not really a big Battle Royale guy, but if it's different enough, I would try it. Best ongoing game, Fortnite, which we've mentioned, you know, several times in the podcast already. Um, it makes sense, honestly. I mean, Fortnite is a big ongoing game. They do a lot of content updates, a lot of free updates. They're always on top of what their fans want, it seems like. So it makes sense. I mean, I'm not a Fortnite guy, but 
for the people that are. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think this is it for esports game of the year, League of Legends. From what I hear, that's pretty popular, so it makes sense. Best VR AR game, Beat Saber. It, it seems like it makes sense. I mean, my friend Jesus Walks a Lot from the Horrible Gamers podcast, I'll shout out them. He talks about this game all the time and how he's you know always struggled with it. It sounds like it's a really cool VR game. So if you have VR, then you know try to check that out. Best performance, Mads Mikkelsen for Death Stranding. Again, I haven't played Death Stranding. Um, I haven't really looked into it, and I don't plan to because it's not coming to Xbox ever. So it's not really um, something that I'm going to try to look into because it's never going to come to my console. So I'm not going to waste my time looking into something I can't get. Player's Choice, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I really, really, really want to play this. And uh, I wish it would come to uh, Xbox at some point. But maybe one day I'll get a Switch. Uh, I would get a Switch before I get a PS4 because there's more games on Switch that I would be interested in than I would be interested in PS4. So maybe one day I'll get a Switch. I'll play this. But then we had Best Game Direction for Death Stranding. Again, haven't played this. Uh, a Gaming Tweet of the Year by T. Sunny. I regret nothing. I guess it was a great tweet, people liked. And then we had a couple of uh, surprises. I say some of the bigger surprises for the end here. The biggest one I think that is like, what? how did that win? Is uh, best mobile game, Call of Duty Mobile. What it feels like for this to me is that people know the Call of Duty name and they just voted for it. It's like, oh, it's Call of Duty. Let's just put that. Because honestly, I can't imagine that a Call of Duty Mobile game is better than actual mobile games that are designed to be strictly mobile games that are like only mobile game um i would have to assume that those are better i don't play mobile games anymore the only one i really really played heavily was um walking dead road to survival i played that for about a year straight but besides that one game that was the only one i really played um i'd say heavily on mobile but you know congrats to the call of duty team i mean hey they won the award so i guess uh some people enjoyed their mobile game so congrats and, of course, I think the biggest surprise of the night in a good note is Disco Elysium. This actually won four awards. It won Best Independent Game, Fresh Indie Game, Best RPG, and Best Narrative. So, um, congrats to them. I did watch the trailer for this. It is available only on PC right now, but it is coming to console. And, um, honestly, it looks like it's my type of game. I mean, it's an RPG game. Uh, I guess you play as a cop, and you have to decide what kind of cop you want to be. You can possibly be a good cop, possibly be a bad cop, but it seems really interesting, and uh, it's definitely one that I want to try when it comes to the console. So I'll be looking out for when that releases on Xbox, and Disco Elysium is definitely a game that I want to uh, investigate more. But I watched the trailer of it. I saw like a couple of short little couple-minute videos on it, and it seems like it's really interesting. So... I'm all for um, Disco Elysium, and you know, congrats to them on winning four awards. That's the big winner of the nights, most awards of any um, game, so congrats to them. And then, of course, we had the Game of the Year, which also won Best Action Adventure Game, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, again, I can't play this because it's on PlayStation, but from what I have seen and heard, it seems like it's deserved. It seems like it's a Dark Souls-like game that's really difficult. But the art style is very intriguing. I kind of like the art style. Um, it seems like it's a very interesting game. And to me personally, if I did have a PS4, I would play this game over uh, Death Stranding 
And I would play this over Resident Evil 2 as well. So Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, and Sekiro were kind of like the top three that you know people thought might win. And of those three, Sekiro is the one I would play first. So um, I haven't played any of the three, but I have played Outer Worlds. I played that, but that was kind of at the bottom, I think. But um, Sekiro does look like a great game, and I think it's a well-deserved award, so congrats to that. But um, moving forward, you know, just some games that were announced premiere here. We had Marvel Ultimate Last 3 uh, had an update. Slom, which is a really interesting game about being a refugee. That's coming to, uh, I guess, a Facebook gaming type thing in 2020. Um, if it wasn't coming just to Facebook, I'd probably be more interested in it. But since it is coming to only Facebook and I don't really use Facebook, I don't know that I'll revisit it. But it does seem like a really cool game. It's like an RPG game about being a refugee. And it kind of teaches people about that. And then I guess any money you spend in-game actually goes to real-world refugees. You're actually helping people if you spend money in-game. So I think it's a really cool concept. And uh, this is a game that I definitely want to see succeed. Just, I wish it would actually come to consoles and things like that, too. But um, maybe didn't have the budget to do that, so I definitely understand. But hopefully it does well on Facebook. I will try to check it out, but I'm not really a Facebook uh, gamer. so. Uh, but hopefully it does well, though. Another game uh, was Ban Eater. It's a shark-killing humans game. It comes out in May 2020. It seems kind of interesting. Uh, I guess the sharks have skill trees and stuff. So it's sort of like an RPG for sharks. And they have skill trees, and you can kill humans in different ways. Um, it doesn't really seem up my alley as much. It seems a little bit, um, too, I don't want to say different, because different is good. You know, different is usually a good thing that the game is different, but it's different in a sense that it's not really something that piques my interest, I guess I would say. So, but it, it definitely is something that I will watch people stream, though. I mean, I'm definitely curious to see this game streamed, and I will watch somebody stream it if, um, you know, I'm intrigued by their stream. I might actually get it planned. But this is a game that I'm not going to buy or uh, play on Game Pass until I see someone stream it first. And after I see somebody stream it, I might go, okay, maybe I'll pick this up. Another one that I was uh, pretty intrigued by, this is in the pre-show, is Humankind. This is a Civilization-style game that's coming out in 2020. Unfortunately, it's only coming out for Windows and PC. So I can't play it, but um, if I could play it, it looks really interesting. And I guess you actually are the hero of this game. So instead of having a world leader from a past civilization, apparently you customize your own person and you, you can kind of be the hero of your civilization. And it starts from like really early, you know, barbarian days, it looks like, where you actually get, I guess, be more barbarians, unlike civilizations. So that's an interesting concept, and I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. This is another game that I would definitely be interested in checking out on streams, but um, unless it comes to console, I can't play it, unfortunately. Um, they had Final Fantasy VII Remake, No More Heroes 3 on Nintendo Switch. Those aren't really games that interest me that much, but, you know, the rest of those guys were putting out games people are probably interested in. They have the Xbox Series X, coming holiday 2020. I think the name is kind of crap, which a lot of people said. The name is not really the best name. Xbox uh, has a notorious history of being very bad at naming consoles. I mean, you could call it almost anything else, it would probably sound better, but um, Xbox Scarlet honestly would have sounded better. If they just kept it Xbox Scarlet, I would have been more happy with that. So the name kind of sucks. Um, as far as the console look, it a lot of people are saying it looks like a PC tower. I can kind of see that a little bit. It does look a little bit like that. Um, it's 
definitely more boxy shaped than it has been in the past. It's not, you know, a flat, sleek console. It's like this giant box tower thing. And it does seem like it's going to be kind of difficult to fit in entertainment centers, but you can lay it sideways, though, which it was for. So if you have to fit it in that way, you can do that. But it does intrigue me, though, the looks of it. I mean, I want to get it in my hands and I want to actually check it out. But it's very different than what we're used to for consoles. Maybe if you're a PC gamer, it looks kind of similar to what you're used to. But for console gamers, it's very different. And I don't think... I'm not going to say I hate it. I'm not going to say I love it. I'm just intrigued by it. Um, I'm interested to find out more. and I'm interested to see you know more pictures of it. And get more of a feel of how this thing's going to look. And how it's going to, I guess, be viewed in like a living room or something like that. But overall, you know, I'm excited for this console. I'm definitely going to get it um, day one, or at least try to. I don't know yet if I'm going to get the um, more expensive SKU or the cheaper SKU. I guess um, I'm going to have to find out more information about that first, because if the cheaper SKU doesn't really offer a lot different than the more expensive one, I might go for the cheaper SKU, but it really depends on what the price points are and what is offered by both. Because if the cheaper SKU only has like, oh, well, it's only a little bit slower. I'll be like, eh, well, I can go with a little bit slower, I guess. Uh, I'm not too picky on those kind of things. I mean, if it's negligible difference, depending on the price, I mean, price is the biggest thing for me. So if, like, say, the Xbox Series X is 600 and then whatever they're calling the cheaper version is, like, 300 then that's pretty hard to ignore a $300 difference in price. But... If it is a $300 difference in price or something like that, or a $200 difference in price, there should be a lot different about the console. So if there's enough difference for the more expensive one that it's worth it and it makes sense to get it, I probably would have given that one. But for uh, release for this console, they announced Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. So Hellblade 1 was a very critically acclaimed game, and a lot of people enjoyed that. I didn't play it, but I... um checked out some trailers for it. It doesn't look like my style of game as much, but it seems like a really interesting game to watch on stream, so I definitely will check it out in there. And I think a lot of people would be excited about a sequel of this. From what I've heard, it the way it ends, apparently, it could be wrapped up with the first game, but I guess they found a way to, you know, extend the story in the second game, so we'll see how they extend that story. Uh, Godfall is coming to the PS5 in 2020 in Epic, so this is uh, the first uh, potential new title for the PS5. We don't know if it's a launch day title, but you know, it, we're assuming that it might be a launch day title. We'll see. Bravely Default 2 is coming to Nintendo Switch 2020. Warframe Empyrean DLC is now out right now on PSC. Prologue by a player unknown is being made. There's a game called Sons of the Forest, which is like a sequel that is coming out apparently. League of Legends Rune King DLC, there's an ad for that. There's a bunch of magic ads for Theros Beyond Death, different things. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, Doom Eternal. I'm just kind of shouting out some of the things that had ads there. Um, a lot of these didn't really interest me that much. There's the Apex Holiday Event, Mirage's Holiday Bash. That's the, you know, bigger Mirage uh, segment in the middle of the show there that he was talking to Jeff Kelly. I thought the segment was cool, but I'm not really an Apex fan, so I'm not really concerned with the Holiday Bash. Ori and the Will of the Wisps show, that's coming out March 11th, 2020. Gears Tactics, Naraka Blade Point, Ghost of Tsushima had a really big um, segment as well, and that seemed kind of interesting. But again, it's not coming to Xbox, so I can't play it, but it does seem kind of interesting. 
Uh, they had a game called We're West, which does seem uh, aptly weird, but <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. 9 to 5 was announced. Elder Scrolls Online Global Reveal Events. Fast and the Furious Crossroads, which seems like it's getting a lot of shit so far. Um, it didn't really seem that was in- that interesting to me. A lot of people are saying that, you know, some pretty uh, rough comments that, like, you know, this looks like a 360 game, so uh, that's kind of rough, but um, I didn't think it looked that bad, but it's definitely not a game I'm going to be playing. Um, but they had Vin Diesel come out on stage, and that was kind of cool, you know, seeing him there, but I don't really know why he had announced the Game of the Year award. Um, this Fast and the Furious game seems kind of out of place nowadays, but hey, we'll see how it does. But one of the ones that I was definitely interested in is The Wolf Among Us 2. So um, that's coming back, and Telltale was uh, purchased by someone. I forget who purchased them, but someone purchased them, and they're kind of reviving the studio, and they own the uh, properties that the studio had. So they have the license to The Wolf Among Us, and they're going to make Wolf Among Us 2. So this is great news. I'm definitely excited for this. But I'm not, like, you know, super ecstatic like some people were, because Wolf Among Us isn't really my favorite Telltale game. Uh, I like Walking Dead better than that. I like the Game of Thrones franchise better than that. And I like Tales from Borderlands better than that. So there's three franchises I probably like better than that. But Wolf Among Us is definitely one I did like, though. You know, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy it. I didn't dislike anything about it. Just there's three other Telltale franchises I did enjoy uh, their rendition of. Game of Thrones is probably more so my favorite than the Walking Dead one. I really love what they did in that story, but um, it seems like they might not make a second one now, so hopefully at some point they make a second one, but we'll see. They might have lost that license too. But that was kind of, you know, the show. That was, uh, you know, the big announcements. That was the awards. Uh, they had a lot of music in there. You know, they had Green Day. They had a lot of um, they had some orchestra music showcasing some of the uh, soundtracks from the games. They had a soundtrack um, for Cyberpunk 2077. They had some like, music from that, so that was kind of cool to listen to that. Um, overall, I think the show was good. Actually, I think good's a little bit out there. I would say it was fair. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it. But I didn't love it or really... I, I would lean toward liking it, I guess, but a little bit on the lesser side. I think it was a good show in some respects, but um, I think it was more of a... If it's just the show itself as like a spectacle, I think it was a good spectacle. But as far as, you know, reveals, as far as, you know, prizes for the awards or, you know, hype behind the awards, I don't really think there was a lot of that. But I think as a spectacle on its own, the show was not that bad. Um, basically, I watched it for three and a half hours and... If you asked me if I enjoyed myself, yes, I did. I did enjoy myself. I, I did enjoy the show. Um, I do think it was a little bit too long, though. I think they probably could have chopped like an hour out of it. You know, maybe like a two to two and a half hour show, I wouldn't find, but it wasn't bad, though. I mean, I think, you know, there wasn't a ton of reveals that um, pertain to me specifically, and maybe that's why I'm not as high on it, because most of these games they announced, I can't play most of them, because most of them are on Xbox, so. Um, you know, hopefully next year they have more than a come to Xbox and I can actually play some of these games they're announcing, but there were some cool games announced, so it was kind of where I'm at with that. And, you know, hopefully, um, you all enjoyed the game worth as well, but that's kind of my impressions on it. I mean, it, it was a decent show. You know, congrats to all the games that won awards and 
I'd say the game I'm most looking forward to, I guess, would have to be Wolf Among Us 2, because out of the games that I was interested in, it's the only one I can actually play. So <laughs> I guess I'm looking forward to that one most. But that being said, I will reiterate at the top here that this coming week is going to be our last week of streaming before I take a break. So we're going to do Sunday, 12 to 4 Eastern, State of Decay 2 Daybreak for four hours. On Monday and Tuesday, we're going to do Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episodes 2 and 3, 12 to 4 Eastern on Monday and Tuesday. If that is taking out a Game Pass before Monday and Tuesday, I would either play Dead by Daylight or Civilization VI in its replacement, uh, because it is coming out of Game Pass soon. We don't know the date. And then on Thursday, December 19th, I'm having a special sort of uh, final stream before break. I'm having a 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. stream of The Outer Worlds. I'm going to actually try to finish The Outer Worlds in that stream, so we're going to do eight hours of it and uh, have some fun. You know, we might do some side quests in there, but we'll probably do mostly main story just to make sure we finish it, but um, the side quests do seem a lot of fun, too. So that's what we're going to be aiming for in The Outer Worlds. And as far as episodes, I'm going to do an episode next weekend for The Outer Worlds, going over the spoilers of the game with uh, Zombie. And if somebody else wants to join me on that, we can maybe get somebody else in there. And that basically after next week, that's going to be it for content for me for a little while. I will have a Game of the Year uh, awards show for the Blaze Experience podcast and stream. I have a panel pick for that already. We're going to go over our thoughts and pick a Game of the Year and um, kind of rank some games. We're going to have like our top 10 games of the year sort of thing is what I kind of planned on. That will be dropping towards the end of the year sometime, maybe um, sometime early January, but that will be dropping for you. So that will be kind of a bonus podcast to be looking forward to no matter what. But besides that one podcast, I am going to be taking a break and I will be back sometime in January. So I'm not going to be after this coming week. I'm not going to be streaming or podcasting with the exception of doing some bonus podcasts for Patreon members because I have been slacking on that. and I do want to catch up on that. So for Patreon members, there will be some bonus podcasts coming out uh, throughout my break. And I do have some uh, ideas planned for that already. But uh, if you're not a Patreon member, which you can find at patreon.com slash blaze experience, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash blaze experience. If you are a Patreon member, then I will be back sometime in January. I'm not sure when yet. It could be, you know, January 30th. It could be January 20th, January 10th. But if I had to guess, it's going to be sometime mid-January, but it all depends on how I'm feeling uh, mentally. I have to uh, focus on my mental health a little bit and kind of just get back to feeling normal a little more because I've had a lot going on with um, my divorce and a lot of uh, other things going on in my life. So I want to get back to a more normal feeling and kind of take care of those things before I uh, get back into making content. But I definitely am not quitting making content. I will be back sometime in January. It's just going to be a um, between three and six week break, but I will come back strong. I do have a couple ideas for when I come back already about you know some potential changes we might make. So I will announce that all when that comes up. But uh, I'm looking forward to you know taking a break and getting back to feeling better about things again and coming back strong. So I, I definitely appreciate everyone being here. If you want to find the podcast, you're obviously listening to it right now. But if you want to find it other devices or apps, then you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, 
Podbean, Blueberry, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Radio Public, and many of the directories. Just search in your search bar, Blaze Experience, and you will find us somewhere. If you don't want to use apps, you can go to our Discord, which will be in the show notes. And in our Discord, there's a special channel where it says direct download links that has a link to every podcast we've ever done. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me via Twitter or my Xbox Live Gamer Tag, which are both the same thing. That's at Blaze Experience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-N-C-E. You can find me on YouTube or Facebook, which I don't use a ton right now, but I am on there. And, of course, you can find me on Discord, which is in the show notes. So, Discord and Twitter are probably the best ways to get a hold of me at the moment. But I will try to respond to you if you are, uh, contact me other ways. And if you are so inclined and you want some Blaze Experience merch for the holidays, you can find our merch store at teespring.com slash stores slash Blaze Experience. That's T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com slash S-T-O R-E-S slash Blaze Experience. And in that story, you'll find mugs, you'll find stickers, blankets, uh, pillows, t-shirts, a lot of different things. So just check that store and uh, see if there's anything you like in there. And I do appreciate everyone checking that out and uh, checking Patreon out as well. But that being said, I will see everyone on stream, which is going to be Mixer.com slash Experience. if you want to check me out on stream. And if I don't see you on stream, then I will see you on the next podcast next weekend when we do the Outer Worlds uh, spoiler cast. So I will see you then, and thank you for listening to the Blaze Experience. <laughs>